Oh, do I you just... need a minute? Yeah, it's fine. My computer's being a slow bitch anyway. Okay. I just thought that like my thumb caught in this. That'd be really bad. Huh. Yeah. What a, what is that? SVT thumb? Well, this is a Jungman. AG42B Jungman. It is. Never, never heard yeah. that conver- combination of letters before. <laughs> I, feel, I thought he was just making some shit up. Yeah, like, that's not even. No, it's, it's, it's a not real even thing. words. Like wow. the, the way you open the bolt, you have to push the dust cover forward, and it catches the bolt carrier, and then it, it brings it back. And then to close it, you have to put the gun on fire, and then you pull back on the dust cover, and it just slams it home. So the way you load this is via stripper clips, and if you like happen to get your thumb in there and accidentally depress the, uh, I guess like the mag- the bolt catch, you can like it's worse than grand thumb by far. I'll I'll Venmo you a hundred bucks video right now. <laughs> oh, no, dude. <laughs> like, my medical bills would be a lot more than that. <laughs> which which country made that gun? I feel Ooh. like uh, I need to intro us so we can like actually catch all of this on the recording because I'm this is gonna get trimmed off while we're <laughs> no don't trim anything no just send no it. Connor, send don't it. Yeah. Send oh okay it. okay this is educational okay. yeah just I guess I don't want to trim it on the off chance he does slam his thumb in there we definitely want that but all right welcome back to the A zone everyone tonight we're gonna be talking about some uh, rifle shooting. And uh, we're also going to be talking about me switching to carry optics again. So should be fun. Uh, first off, I'm just going to kick it to you three. Tell us about the rifle stuff. That's boring. <laughs> it's not I, as cool as pistol shooting. I think shooting. it's exciting. I think it's exciting. <laughs> yes. It, it, so, it's, it's definitely something different. So, so what have you been doing other than just vaguely shooting rifles? Um, <clears throat> did three things. Shot an AK match with Calvin. Uh, started shooting um, some like performance drills with Matt, and shot uh, shot a rifles only AR match with uh, what's well, not really an AR match. It's a rifles only match with uh, with some of the other people we shoot with. But uh, Sons of Sons of Liberty Gunworks, they're they're kind of like a two gunish style match, but it's it's rifles only. Um, long story short is, uh, if you only shoot rifles twice a year, it's, it's, uh, it's a bad time. Um, the, the stuff like inside of 50 yards is pretty easy, but everything beyond 50 yards, I can actually appreciate as a different level of skill as like a different set of skills now. I don't know. I don't know if that's like a, if that was obvious to everyone already, but if you've never tried to like run 20 yards really hard and then shoot like an offhand piece of steel at 75 yards it's uh it's less easy than it seems i don't that sounds pretty hard i've never done that before but it doesn't sound easy the the fundamentals for rifle shooting are are a bit different than they are for pistol shooting so if if you spend 99.9 percent of your time in pistol shooting you're gonna you're gonna find that you're lacking in some things um because i find that Rifle shooting, it's a lot of finding the position to make yourself stable for the shot versus in pistol, like you just got to grip the gun hard. And if you pull a trigger without making the gun move, you're going to hit whatever you're hanging, hitting or whatever you're shooting at. But you're going to hit rifle, what you hit. <laughs> but in, uh, in rifle, the targets are smaller uh, and they're a lot farther away. So you're, it's a like it's, it's just a different set of skills that are required. 
Well, that makes sense about the body positioning thing, because I guess like the a pro and a con of shooting a rifle is it's more attached to your body because of the stock. So, yeah, I uh, I shot first time ever um, a seated position during an actual match, and it was actually pretty competitive to do, which is really weird. Trying to shoot like a so the start position was like in a, a shooting box, but it wasn't a three by three. It was like uh, half the size, so you couldn't lay down. So. Oh kicked it around with like the rest of the squad like how do we do this and i think the majority of people are like well kneeling doesn't really get you where you want to go because some part of the shooting is still like unsupported so everyone did like this indian style seated position both elbows both knees um Chris cross applesauce yeah yeah and that actually ended up being like the most style anymore oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry all right, sorry, all right. i'm gonna stop it we'll start over again <laughs> oh, i'm sorry Indians. But, You're um, gonna get canceled. <laughs> uh, that ended up being like the most stable way to hold the gun to shoot a plate at like a plate rack at like ninety hundred something like that. Like it wouldn't seem like that big of a deal. Plate rack, everyone shot a plate rack, but try shooting it from like ninety yards away, um, off. Uh, I mean freestyle and it, and not without being able to lay down. So it was like okay, sitting sitting is actually weirdly competitive. That's cool. And that's the thing. There's like so many different varieties of positions for long guns. And you're really playing with like which ones would give you the best ability for the time it takes to get into that position. So there's just so many more options. That's what makes it challenging, I think. So I've heard people say that, uh, I'm sure you guys have heard this, the pistol skills transfer um, to rifles, but the other way around, not quite as much. Um, but it sounds like there's still some rifle-specific stuff that uh, you, you have to practice on that won't, won't be a pistol thing that transfers over. Does that sound true? I, I would agree. Um, and the, <clears throat> the there's, like, I would say, like, exception rifle stuff, like, shooting away it's shooting at small targets far away um that that was like a little peculiar and then there's a the thing that screwed me the most not in the ak match but in the other match i was shooting with the with the scoped optic um and so like one to six like everyone has everyone on their dock has one to six um if you've never tried to shoot like kneeling squatted down head turned sideways shooting through a slant port at a target that's like 90 yards away it's completely different experience than trying to do like the red dot or the handgun for that matter. It's like actually, uh, actually hard to do. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, who dry fires that stuff and who doesn't because uh, the people that drive fire are like gods basically because they actually nail like head position and everything and everyone else just looks stupid. So this is probably a stupid question, but I know um, like shooting target focused with pistols is uh, kind of like a cheat code almost it, do you do that with rifles also i'm assuming you're target focused at a minimum with a red dot but are you with a scope so i shot open so i actually put one of those um what do you call it those kydex covers on the sro that i have in my rifle um but i should i shoot open so i shot two two optics one red dot one uh one uh with the scope and with the scope, I don't think I, I think if the thing if the target's like close enough, then I can uh, go two eyes open. But otherwise, you still get this. I don't care who says it. Like when you look through a tube, and it has like um, magnification or glass or something, like it does weird stuff to your brain. Like stuff looks weird looking through a tube of glass um, with both both eyes open. I, I don't know if you guys like matter or Calvin. You guys have ever like seen that? 
Yeah, I can see how it's kind of like you have a double vision where like one image overlaps the other and it kind of switches back and forth kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it's, I can it, see how one eye feels being weird. different than the other would be super weird. Like it's so, one X, but it's not like exactly one X, so it's like actually actually strange. Oh, I gotcha. So even if you close one eye, can can you shoot target focus with one eye closed? I'm actually haven't yes, ever thought uh, about that before. You can focus yes. on whatever point you want, yeah. even though only one eye's open, right? Yeah, just ask Mike Pannone. Oh. <laughs> 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 now we're making fun of disability yeah. stare at that. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yes. We're going to start it over again. <laughs> but I'm, so, I'm, not insu- I'm not insulting a dis- disabled guy. It's just like I'm spitting out a fact. It's like, look, the guy's got one eye, and he shoots target-focused pistol or rifle. So do you... And I'm actually asking, do you normally, or is it beneficial to shoot target focus through like a magnified optic? Or is that I don't think it's, I think it's more of like, you don't really have much of a choice because you can set uh, the different focuses for the reticle and also the target. If you have a parallax knob on your target, then you just basically shift that uh, target into focus, which is effectively target focus at that point. Oh, I see. Well, even if, (sighs) hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. That's an. Uh, anyways, I'll stop babbling about that. But that's randomly caught my attention. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a boomer. I only shoot Iris divisions. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I like that. That's cool. So I got. Uh, I think Koi has this too now. I got. This is like a uh, hot topic on the gram recently. But I got this bad boy. I haven't really done anything with it yet. But uh, I'm reading through the beginning. So. Uh, Wait, you Hopefully. wanted to read it? Yeah, no, it's good. I just bought it. I just bought it so I could tag Ben on a story. Oh yeah, I haven't. Shit. I haven't done that yet. But uh, <laughs> mostly because then I might get people's attention and they'll realize that I don't actually have any idea what I'm doing. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, playing with it some. So uh, I think that'll be fun. Fun change up from handguns. Well, cool. Anything else on the rifle topic that you guys want to bring up? Um, well, we maybe not a rifle CQBS. topic. We all oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How did that go? It went terrible. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> really good. I thought it was like hot as shit, right? <clears throat> I've heard it's really hard, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've never shot it before. Not yet, at least. But For the normies that don't shoot rifles often, yeah, it's tough. I, I was thinking like 200 was like a was like a generous was like a generous score to like a lot a lot of people get it. I I have like an inclination to say now that um, the so it's like scored out of 250 for people that don't know what this thing is. Go Google this. Um, but uh, CQB assessment scored out of 250. Um, <clears throat> I feel like the the standard for like making it that they set 204 is probably closer to uh, like a M to GM assessment than it is uh, than it is like middle of the pack like oh 50 points more to get. Is is super yeah. easy, you know. From what I heard on or saw people posting on like Instagram and stuff, that like people that like regularly train with rifles were saying it was like really hard. So I, I would I've imagine some... it's like next to impossible for a normal person. I have a friend I won't name, but he's on a on the local SWAT team, and he spends way more time on rifles than the average person. And he was behind the par time by like a good twenty plus percent. But in his mind, because he's not a uh, competitive shooter, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm only like two seconds behind. But two seconds behind on like a nine second par time is 
huge. Yeah, that's a lot. Well, and so um, I was reading through the um, CQB warm-up. Again, I haven't shot it yet, but it looked like anything over the par time is counted as a miss. So it's not like, oh, you just didn't make the par. It's like that's going to, like, hammer your score. So, like, for any of us that did shoot over par time, like, we didn't – if you didn't – weren't listening for the timer, like, they're counted as zeros. And then because you did do extra shots, we just eliminated alphas. Yeah. Well, I just didn't go past the par time, so I don't have to worry about that. Well, thankfully, on like what your last run, you didn't have any overtime shots. So. Well, my last run was my only run because my first run was with a broken rifle. Oh yeah, that is true. You and you and your six. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's not public yet, so we probably need to take that out. <laughs> oh, I Wait, was told no editing. You the what? Wait. Okay. What are we not supposed to say? My, my, uh, <laughs> one of my rifles that I spent an exorbitant amount of money on is uh, in repair mode right now. You can't say who, but can you say who it rhymes with? It rhymes with big. I'm looking for a, a Ray Ray Jacuzzi <laughs> type comment here. Because <laughs> that no, was they're, hilarious. They're, actually, they're taking care of it. They're, they're taking care of me, so I'm not upset. Um, just, you know, sometimes shit happens. You sound upset, dude. Upset. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to start this one over. We'll never get that sponsorship we've been looking for. Yeah, from Big Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I wonder who that might be. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think for the three of us, like the this the pistol portions were just pretty easy. It's just hey, snap the safety on, drop drop the rifle, and then you know draw the pistol. Um, and then you know what happened? Through. You know what happened? Um, uh, I randomly turned my AR safety on and off. I don't know where the fuck that even came from. Uh, because I don't do this when I shoot PC, but just um, <laughs> always an enabler, never a disabler. Exactly, exactly. That <laughs> yeah, was fucking weird because uh, some stages would be like, did I just flick the safety on? I was like, oh shit, I'm thinking about stuff instead of shooting. <laughs> That's the worst when you get like a conscious yeah. thought in the middle of the stage. And it's like, stop, stop. <laughs> that happens to me sometimes too. Yeah, but going back to CQV assessment, all the standing and shooting stuff is really easy as far as part times. The hardest one for me was the very first string, where it's two shots from 40 yards onto two targets going to prone and then two shots and two targets at the time it takes you to get down to prone and fire those additional four shots that's where there's like opportunity to lose so much time that seems like something you could dry fire um oh yeah for sure which is but like going into it cold without practice like that was uh that was tough what's like a competitive um part like if you were going to stand there and be like um I don't know how to hold a rifle. Sights on target, and then, you know, beep and drop down to prone, and then back to sights on target. What's, like, a part-time for that? I'm assuming it says something about that in the book, but I haven't gotten that far. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have the book yet. We, we have no clue. It's like, look, well, you got you to gotta figure out how to shoot. I thought you shots. guys had all the info on this rifle stuff, man. No, no, we don't have the book. That's why Carl. I'm going to have to actually read this thing. God. Fucking losers. <laughs> this is just finding us finding out how much we suck at this. Yeah. But, it, like, you know, um, like, going back to finished brutality, one thing I noticed was a lot of guys, when they dropped a prone, 
they would move so much that they would waste a lot of time getting from standing to prone. Like they would drop really hard, but because they drop so hard, they have to like recover and get their body back into a shooting position to get their gun back on the target. Uh, versus like a, I don't know if the word to use, like a, a brisk be the word, like a, like, like in control but quick. Yeah, yeah, in control but quick, kind of like a cat would, right? Kind of like, like kicking. It's kind of like you're kicking out. Yeah, and yeah, it seems just, like, like there's belly flopping to the ground. Yeah, because it seems like there would be two parts, like physically laying on the ground and then also putting sights on the target again. So if you like go too hard getting yourself on the ground, you'd have to like, you know, readjust on the gun and everything, I would think. Yeah. So I actually went to my knee and then kicked out, which seemed to soften the blow of the fall. And I was able to make the, the time. So if I were to practice that, that's probably what I would work on is is that technique. Unless the book says something different, then I would do that instead. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> yeah, we'll never know, right? Because we don't read them. Who knows but, what's in the book? <laughs> I mean, like, if you're on grass, then I guess maybe body slamming into the ground is fine. But we were doing this on gravel, and gravel hurts. Uh, if well, you there's, body there's slam no on grass, grass in the streets, Matt. That's true. There's... Streets are concrete, boy. That's what the suburbs are for, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> well uh that sounds pretty cool i'm interested to see how terribly i do on that but i'm gonna definitely dry fire some before i get out there should be fun though yeah it definitely puts into perspective like how easy like rifle calls are for uh like most law enforcement departments if you look at their rifle calls like you can literally meet the times with like a bolt action rifle and the hit standard. Not even kidding. Are you hating on Timmy's again? We already did I, that. No, no, no. But I think he <laughs> said he was hating on cops right there. Dude, oh my god. Fuck you. Oh. All right. Fourth <laughs> restart. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Any Anything else interesting about the rifle stuff that you guys want to talk about? Go do it. Have some fun with it. Yeah, it's your responsibility as an American to own a rifle and to fight the government. <laughs> hey, this is, just with that reaction alone is how we know Connor pays his taxes. <laughs> Do you not? <laughs> you know some way of getting away with that. I'm all ears. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah. This one's going super well tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm going to move on. And if you guys think of something rifle related, just interrupt me. <laughs> but so my topic for tonight is I switched to carry optics again. This time, I think it's a little bit more permanent. Last year, I was just doing it for the off season. And this time, I think I will dabble in production occasionally. But I think I'm like, you know, switching. So uh, I have, uh, if you don't remember, I have these these guns that are basically exactly the same as my production guns, but they just have dots on them and bigger magazines. So uh, I'm shooting those and uh, having fun with it. So I haven't done any live fire with these guns um, as far as practice goes. I have not live fired these guns in over a year, um, I think, at least like 10 months. 
And I've shot one match with them so far, and I've been kind of doing super casual dry fire with them for, <coughs> I don't know, two weeks or something. And it's going really well, I think. I'm having fun with it. So um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was uh, the challenges of shooting carry optics after being a production shooter. And so the big one for me is shooting on the move and blending positions together. So we already do that in production. Yeah, but not as much. Oh. <laughs> so what I noticed is I was getting uh, the so I've only shot one match. I was supposed to have one uh, last weekend, but it got rained out. But I shot one local match and trying to keep up with like the local um, carry optics heat. I was behind the time, I think, on almost every field course. I might have had one that was uh, pretty sporty, but. And I, uh, I think the reason I was behind the time was because everyone else was taking almost the entire stage on the move. Like it would have to be like a 15 yard piece of steel for some of these people to like stop walking through the stage. So uh, I'm obviously not comfortable with that yet, but I'm working on it. And so in production, I feel like it's less true shooting on the move usually and more like shooting into and out of positions and maybe blending a position together if you have the mag capacity for it. But in carry optics, it was kind of a culture shock with just moving the entire time almost. So, um, yeah, that was that was pretty interesting, I thought. So I guess, uh, Matt, you normally shoot carry optics and Koi, you shoot open a lot. So what do you guys think about that um, perspective? Does that sound accurate or am I off base? It does. It does. Um, and I think that uh, because I'm a shitlord that <clears throat> refuses to shoot alphas. Uh, I also just like cruise through stuff when you you guys probably as responsible minor shooters probably like actually do some amount of like s stability on a zones uh, versus rolling through. Um, I actually noticed this. Uh, there was a there's one uh, kind of blending topics back to like the rifle match thing. There's one stage where you actually legit had to go 150 yards and it was a bunch of like i'm trivializing it but a bit but it's like a bunch of left and right shooting arrays um for about 150 yards and i was like well how can we do this i saw a bunch of people that uh to me evidently didn't shoot competitive because they posted up in the back used their 6x scopes and shot everything down the left and they, everything down the right and then there was targets at the back of the stage where you had to like um run like go all the way up to shoot them and i know shit just kind of walking speed because there was enough target engagement and target density walking speed like shot the entire stage um at a walking pace and uh was probably 25 percent faster than than everyone else and it, it felt miserable like just you ever imagine like shooting a stage and you just like shoot real slow and walk real slow and you're like oh i won the stage like it always feels like that yeah, and that's kind of what it looked like people were doing was like they weren't actually or di it didn't appear that they were being that aggressive. Um, like they weren't running on the move the whole time. They were just kind of stepping through the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, in general, in carry optics, that's usually how it feels. You can. It's, it's a chance to get away with a lot more. While still getting the same amount of points. Yeah, and I think, uh, 
yeah, I think it's going to take some practice in dry fire. I also, um, at one of these days, I'm going to actually go live fire practice. But um, I'd like to do that track the A zone drill because I feel like that's super applicable. I mean, just in general, but also specifically for carry optics because you do so much of that. Um, you know, when when you have 24 rounds in a in a dot. So I'm looking forward to doing that. It also, um, one of the other things, I know I literally always bring this up, but uh, it cemented my opinion even more than it already was that uh, target focus is the way to go. So obviously everybody knows that with a dot especially, but when you're shooting on the move, if you're not target focused, it bites you even harder than when you're stationary. So, um, you know, you'll start dragging shots in the direction that you're moving. You know, like if they're partial targets, that hurts even more and et cetera. So I think uh, doing that really helped me. I think I've gotten relatively good at that. And so I think when I kind of force myself to keep my feet moving and do it on the move, being target focused kind of made me get that like, oh, I can actually do this feeling. So I need to get more comfortable with it. I need to practice it and get better at it. But I, it, there's also kind of the mental block of just forcing myself to do it sometimes. Another thing that you're going to see um, as you're doing track the A-zone or another like movement style drill while you're shooting on the move, you're also going to you're going to have a bit more appreciation of the dot because you're actually going to see how the dot bounces with each footstep as opposed to irons where like maybe you'll see something, but it's just simply magnified more since you see light and color uh, with a dot. Yeah, you have to pay attention more with iron sights to notice that. Um... Yeah, I think uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to mention on that other than I, I thought it was a super fun challenge. Um, you know, you shoot a stage and you feel like you shot it well and then someone else shoots it like two seconds faster than you or something. And you're like, oh, crap, I'm way behind the curve here. So that was fun and motivating. Um, you know what the fix is, right? <laughs> suck less? Or oh, say, I don't know. No, Matt knows the answer. Matt knows the answer. Raw time champ. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to, I, I have a hard time mentally forcing myself to have that, um, mentality about it, but I, I do need to give that a try. Connor, each and every single time you do it, do you just look at it as a $30 investment in your shooting? Well, yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, it's like, um, I'm trying to think how to describe it. It's not that I care that much about $30, or that I care that much about, um, you know, my placement at a local match, you know, it's like, it's not that I'm that invested in those things. It's more that I'm invested in trying to do my best. And so I think like, if I do, if I try to be, you know, raw time champ or whatever for the stage or for the match, then you know, it's probably not going to go that well, especially the first time you do it, unless you get, you just get lucky. But the it's for the like the long term investment is why you do that. And so I think I need to get past that little mental block of like it's okay if you don't do that well at this match. You're making the long term investment trying to, you know, break down these mental barriers with speed. So I have trouble with that, admittedly. I need to need to go. Just gotta go uh, go go the opposite the way. Um <clears throat> you, you don't win unless you have the lowest time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm. I'll try to convince myself of that because I am convinced that it's a good, uh, good, good thing to practice occasionally. But I have a hard time actually doing it. I think 
Connor, you just got to look at the prime example in our area. Good Dazi. He has raw time. He has raw points. Yeah, I was going to say, Dazi has raw time champ, but he normally also gets raw point champ. So <laughs> I don't know if that's the best example, but. <laughs> just do the same thing. Yeah, well, just do I mean, exactly like, what Dazi does. Look at all the. Well, I mean, dude, just look at all the open GMs in our area that he beats. No, yeah, he's, 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 he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's great. Um, Maybe there's like a secret meta of um, of dry firing everything on the move, but figuring out how to do it in a ten by ten room. You know what I mean? Like, because it's kind of tough, right? Like, it, it's yeah, kind of tough to get like the the whole experience of shooting on the move with like well, 10 yeah, by 10 moves. Because you can you can scale everything down except like your body. So it's like I I even though all the targets are smaller, I still can get across my room in like three steps with my short little legs. So it's like it's hard to scale that part. But I thought you were calling me fat for a sec. Oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> I'd be pot calling kettle if I did that. <laughs> Is this where like backyard dry fire becomes actually beneficial? So you have like all the space you need to move around and stuff. I, I mean, think if you're going to go outside, better. you might yeah. as well just use ammo. <laughs> yeah, plus I live in Houston, so my neighbors would probably like return fire or some shit. <laughs> Fuck. Your neighbors have guns? It's Texas. They, dri- they drive Ultimas, too, so... Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so they probably all have block switches. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm waiting on Calvin to uh, put a dot on his guns one of these days. Cause, no, uh, now I am the DFW production champion. That sounds good. I like that. Yeah. I'm a top production something. champion in DFW now. <laughs> well, I'm the uh, only one left. Yeah, I tell you what, that that was me when you stopped shooting. I was by default the top production shooter for like the last six months, and that's why I wanted to switch. It gets boring. When... <laughs> Has it been six months? I stopped shooting USPSA think... in August. Really? Yeah. I I think the last production match i shot with you has been a minute i don't remember when it was but it feels like earlier this summer or something maybe it was august i don't know of course you don't know you haven't been hanging out with the boys i know i shot area three in august oh okay well i didn't go to area three but uh no i think the last match i was supposed to shoot with you was when matt picked me up hung over and drove me out to uh the hottest match in texas and then you were supposed to show up with and shoot my shadow too against me and you didn't show up oh yeah i was sick i think <laughs> i was struggling yeah, to yep. survive and you didn't even there. Again. <laughs> yeah. well it, it still worked out i i did well with the shadow too in finland so yeah I Good definitely deal. appreciate the loader gun. Oh, yeah. Anytime, anytime. I don't think you're going to take me up on it again, though, because you didn't really seem to to like them as much as me. I'd have to send them to CDW <laughs> or something and spend oh, another God. five grand to make them fit my hands. Good God. That sounds horrible. Well, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to shooting more carry optics. I'm going to try to uh, chase everyone down as far as time goes, at least all the people locally, because um, I was super off pace on that. But uh, overall, I'm having a ton of fun. So uh, I think that's all I all I had on that topic, though. I don't know. Do you guys have any, any closing thoughts? 
I didn't get any good listener questions. No offense if you were one of the like few people who sent me one, but they kind of sucked. So sorry, guys. <laughs> Send better I questions. <laughs> I got I got one that I know Koi's gonna like answering from a uh, shooty Louie. Uh, how many poops do you poop a day? Um, I'm a regular kind of guy, so once. Um, make sure you get enough fiber. My my wife actually just dropped off um, my my oatmeal cookies, so um, eat your fiber. Shit once a day. Any more than that's honestly unacceptable. All right, you heard it here first. <laughs> unacceptable. Actually, hey, coming 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 back to carbines. Um, Calvin and I actually shot a. Uh, a PCC multi-gun variant of PCSL. I don't know why that was such a funny transition. <laughs> That's like, speaking of feces, let's talk about <laughs> rifle shooting again. <laughs> but okay, yeah, yeah. I actually tell tell us about that. That's that yeah. sounds like. So, Max Max Leo Grandis sold his house in Utah and then came decided to drop by in Texas and set up with some of the match directors. Um, up at Mission 160, and what ended up happening is that we did a PCC uh, only for the rifle portion of the multi-gun, and pistols are pistols. Um, so you could do competitive uh, PCC, whatever odds you wanted done to it, whatever magazine size, but pistols had to fit either practical or competitive, so like it's either open guns or carry optics limited guns, basically. Um pretty much overall five stages like it kind of I, the way that it was set up was kind of more like what you would typically see in a multi-gun match like dump boxes for pistols or right or your pcc that kind of thing but um anything any targets that are pistol are brown and blue for steel any um any rifle targets were all white so it's either white paper or white steel that kind of thing overall the format was Fitting for the range that we were at, maximum distance of 25 yards. Um, it actually fit out pretty well and it's pretty fun. Yeah, what's uh, what got me at that match was the targets. The A zone, it starts a little bit higher and a USPSA target. So if you're used to taking up the whole entire A zone, as far as like your, uh, your confirmation, uh, you're going to be shooting a lot of Alpha Charlies like I did. I'm not sure if you had the same problem, Matt. But like, uh, I had so many shots, like one inch below the alpha on yeah. their uh, on the PCSL targets. I had the same issue because I was so much. I was a lot more used to looking like I like relatively lower on the target. If this is the bottom of the alpha, I actually sometimes ended up aiming about here, so like an inch or so low. Um, and then the interesting thing that changed things up a little bit, if you were willing to take the time, was the kilo zone. Which was basically acted as a two alpha. Yeah, which is like the head box. Yeah. So if you wanted to try saving ammo and take the time to focus on that one spot, you could take that shot and just save an extra round. It's not is really it ever a... worth it to do that. Occasionally. In a few, in a few rare spots, it was, especially for yeah. pistol, where you had a um, a high risk factor of running out of ammo. I actually think that's a cool thing. It's not really a rifle-specific thing, but they showed up at the Suns match. Um, if you're shooting open with a, a 60-round drum, it doesn't matter, but there were a couple of guys shooting like limited. Some guy was shooting like a 30-cal gun, so he only had 20 rounds. But um, 
the dynamic of like shooting a single uh, single hit <clears throat> to count for the entire score of the target versus send to you anywhere um, actually presents like a an interesting risk reward uh, situation. I don't know how, like how practical that is, but it's kind of cool for games. Didn't well, three gun do that's that? Like heavy versus light divisions, right? Mm-hmm. There was some other shooting sport that tried that. Where I think it was it's like... three gun. I think it's three gun. One, one of the I don't. There's a million three gun things, but yeah, yeah. Um, one of the three gun things. I've never shot a three gun match, but I I heard from people that it was that was an option, but realistically, everyone always just hosed two at the target, um, because it yeah, was, I, in except in the rare instances where you like were super ammo limited for one reason or another, it, like generally speaking, no one ever shot one; they always shot two. Yeah, it's because in three gun, basically two deltas is the same thing as getting an alpha. But in PCSL, it's all hit factor, so you don't want those two deltas. Ah, uh, so it's with the the points make it more of an interesting yeah. proposition. Okay, right. That's cool. I like that. Another another points perspective for PCSL was that um, there there was no such thing as a no penalty mic. Any any targets that were disappearing will count as a mic if they weren't hit. Hmm. So like uh, we had a signal presentation bobber. If you didn't shoot at it at all, it's two two mics and then one procedural for failure to shoot at. And then, uh, and if, let's just say you got an alpha, but you also had a mic, that is alpha mic. So do you think that really, um, like, mattered? It, it did in the long run, especially because hit factor scoring. And then any mics is just completely detrimental to your match overall. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, I'm just I'm wondering if it matters. As, as soon, I mean, obviously, it's the same for everybody that shot the match. So um, I guess having no penalty mics just makes it so that sometimes there might be instances where you choose not to engage a target. Yeah. PCSL, so that just eliminates sh- that possibility. Exactly. Which GCSL just makes you shoot at everything. Yeah, which honestly, I'm, I'm OK with that. It seems like some of those stages where people choose not to engage a target that's uh npms it always strikes me as kind of gimmicky and weird i don't know i don't really like those stages it's it's kind of like it's kind of like removing one of the i guess you call complications of spsa in a way yeah yeah i I don't don't want to i don't want to like name names here but uh if you think that was bad there's one stage where you just shoot a bunch of dumb shit like 100 yards away through a VTAC barrier and including an MGM spinner. So it's like two two heads and you shoot it and it rocks back and forth until you flip it over and someone calls over. Um, speaking of gaming, me and this other guy, we game that stage. Did um, you say gaming or gaming? Yeah, gaming. <laughs> oh, same. Same. It sounded the same. I'm same. Not Between me and him, same. So we didn't shoot that thing. Well, we didn't shoot that. We didn't shoot actually half the stage um, because of the whole like... Uh, penalty npm dynamic um he got uh he he won high overall in his in his division by not shooting half the stage because we, we gamed the stupid uh, timing dynamics for penalties it's uh the whole squad behind us uh was like you know nat you know gnashing their teeth like this, this is not the spirit of the sport i can't believe you guys did that well then they should make you shoot everything you know like penalize it more don't let yeah so yeah, yeah I, like, see, that's why I think maybe this whole 
eliminate the NPMs. That sounds good to me. What was the penalty for not shooting uh, like the the star? So it was uh, yeah, the spinner. It was thirty seconds, and I sat there behind half the squad with a timer. And I'm like, ain't no fucking way I'm shooting at this thing. In fact, <laughs> these other targets, I'm like on the timer too, because the the challenge, right? So I don't know if you guys have an idea in your head, but um, you had to shoot through a VTAC barrier, and you had to shoot a different target through every uh, through a different port of the barrier, and so five targets. And people will usually reserve the biggest uh, the biggest port for the spinner. But just watching people get in the port, it's like, well, that's five seconds. 25 more seconds to spin the shit at 100 yards. So good luck, boys. Oh, it's 100 yards away. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you're burning like 40 cents a shot. Exactly. Yeah, the brutality matches, I think, like, not spinning a spinner is, like, a freaking, like, 90-second penalty or something ridiculous. So, like, they forced, they essentially forced you to do it. Yeah, and 90 seconds, it's definitely worth the shoot. I didn't see anyone yeah. clear it faster than, like, 40, like, really well. And so I was like, you know what? I've got this pussy pussy 55 grade dumb shit. I'm, 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 not yeah. sh- I'm just not going to shoot at it and see what happens. That's <laughs> the like, way to do it. <laughs> I mean, like, how many rounds does it take on average to clear, to clear a spinner? Uh, I think it matters, like, on the caliber. I saw 30 Cowboys clear at three shots, but that's just because, you know, three shots of 200 grain something, like, turns the yeah. fuck out of a spinner. That was that was two misses and one hit, probably, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with 55 grain, 2-2-3, it, it takes a few shots. And then more if you're bad. It could take right. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's, I mean, it takes, like, half a mag, right? Yeah, because you gotta yeah. shoot. Because you can't just shoot bottom. I saw one guy shoot bottom only, and it took him like sh- like a minute to do it. I'm like, Christ, this is horrible. God. So you, you can't just be good at shooting the small target through a weird awkward position. You gotta shoot like bottom, then track up and shoot it whenever it, it passes at the opportunity to shoot it. Then shoot down again. Then shoot up. Then shoot down. And you have to do that really well. I'm like, you know what? Let's just agree not to. I'll take the 30 seconds and we'll see what happens. I'm glad we don't have those in USPSA. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not un- they're not unreasonable to shoot at like USPSA distances. They're not too crazy. Yeah, I this was a long time ago, but I remember at an outlaw match, I've only shot one once, and it was at an outlaw match, and I remember feeling like I I think I did it in like five or six shots. And it was like 15 yards. It wasn't super far, but it wasn't really close either. And I remember feeling like I got lucky that it spun over. I was like, oh, that was. I've still never spun least. one in my life. And I've won matches without spinning one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've literally only ever shot one once. Well, boys, I don't have any more topics. No one sent me any questions. Anybody got anything? Eat your fiber. Shit normally. <laughs> shoot rifle matches shoot rifle matches exactly <laughs> exactly don't have a don't have a rifle match start up a rifle match <laughs> all right guys thank you and uh everyone stay tuned for next time